Hello and welcome back to the Cheesesteaks and 700 Level Podcast. My name, of course, is Dylan Callum Crowley. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host and very close friend, Austin Mancini. Austin, another week of Eagles football has gone by. And it was another week of uh, headaches. Uh, but somehow, despite everything going against them, the Eagles find a way to pull out a victory against the Giants despite trailing uh, by, uh, what was it, 10 or 11 points with under five po- minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. They find a way to win it. Uh, what are your overall thoughts as the Eagles take down the Giants uh, this past Thursday night? Uh, what was that final score? 22-21. Uh, 20, yeah, yeah. 22-21. Um, you know, having a weekend where I can just sit and watch football, it's, it makes me just see how far behind we are. And... It's frustrating. Like I, I enjoyed the win. It was, it was a, you know, it was two bad teams going at it. You know, it was a miraculous win at the end. Um, and we'll get into, we'll get into the game. But just as a, as a first thought, you know, I'm watching that Sunday night game, Seattle against uh, the Cardinals, and both of those teams just look ridiculous. Like, offensively, we're not even close to that. Yeah, yeah, there's there's no argument. The Eagles are way behind. Well, yeah, way behind both teams, in my opinion. That being said, I could still somehow see the Eagles beating both teams in some way. And And my issue is just... Like Russell Wilson was putting putting the ball on a silver platter. Tyler Lockett has two hundred yards, and then you look at a team that was just rebuilding. Not even what a year ago, two years ago, they get Cliff Kingsbury and they get Kyler Murray, and Kyler is just throwing the ball left and right. He's evading people better than Carson does, and then he still makes the right decision you know the biggest issue we've had with Carson this year is he's made dumb decisions and you know Kyler slides when he needs to slide he runs out of bounds when he runs out needs to and he throws the ball away or makes a good throw and it's just yeah Kyler is a guy who's flashed his potential for a while now and he's not a guy who's going to do it week in and week out consistently uh but you see how special he could be and how he can take over a game win his team a game any given week. Uh, if he does find a way to be more consistent in doing so, uh, the Cardinals are going to be a very tough team to beat, and I think he would be a top-five quarterback in the league without a doubt. And uh, I mean, even what, even in a, in a game like Sunday where he shows how good he can be when he's on, uh, shows just... Uh, I think a how talented he is, and b uh, his true potential of what he could be uh, as an NFL starting quarterback. Yeah, and I wasn't. I'm gonna be honest. I wasn't really sure how how far in I was on Kyler. Um, you know, I knew he was fast, and the whole baseball aspect of his um, repertoire, but 
I, I don't know. I was like, okay, he's just an, another one of those mobile quarterbacks. But the more I watch him, I'm like, dude, this, this he's going to be a, annoying number one against the Eagles. And number two, he's he's got the arm and the IQ. He's he's for real. But th- that's just my initial thoughts is just, you know, watching, you know, just having a full weekend to be able to sit back is just the, the Eagles just feel behind. And we didn't think that. Yeah, they do. They do. But um, we can we can get into this, uh, you know, this Eagles Giants game. Like you mentioned, the Eagles did pull out the win. Um, let's start off at offense first. I think Carson looked okay. Um, first off, his first half wasn't great, but once again, his final drive was almost to perfection he and he seems to you know be able to put the team on his back and try to will this team into wins yeah the eagles need fourth quarter carson uh for 60 minutes uh because fourth quarter carson on third what was thursday uh was uh phenomenal i mean um in that fourth quarter he he was dominant. He looked like the quarterback we've been waiting for him to be this year, and it was great to see. But uh, if the Eagles are going to take any step forward the remainder of the year, they need that all 60 minutes. And uh, the other thing is on Thursday, um, he racked up those yards really quickly. And, uh, I mean, when I saw in the fourth quarter he had over 300 yards, I was actually kind of surprised because it, ha- it didn't feel like he threw for that many yards over the course of the game. But when you throw the ball 43 times compared to just 26 rushes, uh, it's going to come uh, with that many attempts. Yeah, and I mean, I honestly, like you said, I was shocked when I saw how many yards he had thrown because he very rarely throws for over 300 yards and it's it's just amazing to me how like i think his record i'm looking here he is nine and he's nine and ten i believe when if not worse He's eight and eleven when he throws for three hundred yards. Now, that means it'll tell you two things. It'll tell you that either the Eagles were losing, or yep, you know for some reason they can't win when he when they pass heavy, which doesn't shock me. You saw it with the uh, with the Chiefs game. In 2017, mm-hmm. you know they lost that game and they went total pass heavy. So it does it doesn't shock yeah, it's me. What happens when Doug? It's what happens when Doug gets a little bit of an Andy mm-hmm. Reid type itch in him and decides to abandon the run and go to the pass. Now, uh, a game like Thursday night where you're down uh, multiple scores in the fourth quarter, it's gonna sure be- you, sure you need to pass the ball more, but uh. There's been games where Carson's thrown the ball almost 50 times, and he didn't need to. But uh, that record actually doesn't shock me because 
yeah, the Eagles over the last two years have trailed in a lot of games and have lost a lot of games. Uh, where Carson has probably uh, thrown the ball 40 to 50 times a game and closed in on that 300-yard mark. Uh, and additionally, when he Carson's a good quarterback, obviously at times, but uh, he does turn have a tendency to turn the ball over. And when he's throwing the ball 40 plus times a game, that's just more opportunity for him to throw a pick or get sacked and lose the ball on a fumble. Yeah, and he even, I believe it was Dave Zangaro who asked him, and I believe Doug, you know, why does it take until that type of situation for him slash, you know, you to lock in and become the quarterback that we've al- we always see? And Carson said, I don't know. You know, I'm really not sure. It's just a, and Doug basically gave the same answer. And it's a good question because imagine even if it wasn't even one quarter, you know, even if it was a half or three quarters of a game and he had one bad quarter, you're, we aren't talking about Jalen Hurts. We aren't talking about, you know, Nick Foles. Part of the, part of the Nick Foles thing is Carson, you know, since he's been back, he's looked up and down and then they, people immediately want to go compare him to Nick. Who? Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's unfair to both quarterbacks. Sure. Both quarterbacks are two wildly different quarterbacks. And here's the thing. Here's why Nick is successful. Anytime he's with deals because Doug Pearson Simplifies the offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can with even go Carson into at quarterback. Doug, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just gonna say with Carson, Doug rarely simplifies uh, the offense, and is out here trying to look like a genius when he kind of just has to simplify the game, make it about moving the ball consistently, not always looking for these. Uh, chunk plays. Yeah, and you you even look at Monday night's game, and Nick didn't look good. He really didn't. He has he he's, no, he's, he's a streaky guy who, you know, he'll have a couple drives in a row where it's boom boom boom. But for most of the game, he doesn't he doesn't really do that. So, I mean, and and the Nick Foles thing, I think just you and I have exhausted it. Not even here, just in general. Um, but entire city has exhausted. But Carson did have a good, you know. Besides the good game, he did have mistakes. He the John Hightower throw. He, you know, I think he wanted him to go into the end zone. John Hightower didn't. It's a bad throw, regardless. And number two is yep, very the bad throw. can't have it. What's up? Yeah, I just said very bad throw. Yeah. Can't have that throw happen. Especially against uh, better teams because they'll make you pay for it. And the other one was when he rolled right or whatever and then threw it across his body, across the field to Travis Fulgham. And it was kind of a duck yeah, throw. Yeah, his uh, Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. impression. Yeah, which, yeah. And and you just can't do that. Um, the My other biggest take for no, the No, those are the type of – those are the type of mistakes that you can't have out of a fifth-year quarterback. No. Uh and that's him pressing too much. I mean, yeah. But, 
my biggest you said it was him pressing yeah i just said it was his, him pressing you know like him wanting to make a play i, feel, like I agree has to that, do you it almost feels like when carson gets that superman mindset i'm gonna do it by myself attitude it either works out tremendously for the eagles or he just mm-hmm. makes a bunch of sure. stupid plays. And and I do think part of Which it... Which I guess isn't shocking, but... Yeah. And I think part of it is just um, look at what he has around him. He kind of feels... You know, I th- I think he yep. thinks that's the only way they're going to win. And hopefully... Um, Jalen Rager did practice, uh, I believe, yesterday. He was a- activated off the IR. I think him getting guys back like Goddard, like Jalen, like... Alshon, if Alshon comes back, I think that might help in calming him down a little bit and being able to. But I mean, only time will tell at this point. Yeah, and I mean the other thing is, is you get these guys back, but can they stay healthy? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I know it's on our list, but Deshaun Jackson, we see him come back, and then. Uh, he gets injured. I forget what his exact injury is. Was it? Did they come out with what he injured? Um, I believe they said. Oh, I, it was a. I forget what they said. Um, but they said it was a six to eight yeah, but, week injury. I believe. Yeah, it basically knocks him out for the remainder of the season, and uh, I mean. Yeah, you get him back. You get him back for what two whole quarters? Yeah, three maybe, and uh, then that happens, and you lose him for the second time this year, third time in two years, and that's how it is for the Eagles right now. Uh, it's great to get Rager. I mean, Rager they started his practice clock, so he may not even see the field for another week or so, uh, two weeks really, because. Uh, they play this Sunday night, and then they have a bye week, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think we see Rager until uh, that second Giants game following the bye week. Uh, so I mean, I, I don't, don't, I don't is mind what it that. Is, luckily, I really don't. No. And also at this point, I guess might as well say it, the Eagles are in the driver's seat for the NFC East division at this point, especially the Cowboys who we'll get into, but um, at this point, I'd be amazed if the Eagles don't win the division. And while I'd rather that top 10 pick, if that's where their record's going to be at the same time, if we're going to make the playoffs, might as well just go for it. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, so. literally. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, if if we're going to make the playoffs, and <laughs> you might as well go for it. Uh, you're going to need Rager and Goddard both fully healthy, so I don't think we'll see either this week. And then you got another week of practice, and we'll see them back for the Giants game. And if they're not 100% for that game, I don't think you even bring them back for that game either. Because uh, in reality, by the end of that second Giants game in three weeks, uh, you should be at 4-4-1. Four, four, and yeah. one. And um, 
Just my my other my only other point really with the with the offense uh, against the Giants real quick is just Doug, Doug's play calling to me has been the most frustrating and confusing thing I've ever seen, and there are just a couple plays to me that have have stuck out. Um, number one was fourth and almost two. He runs a quarterback sneak, and Carson gets stuffed, like stuffed, not even close to a first down. And to me, I just didn't understand why you would run that. Granted, I know it it works consistently for the Eagles for the most part. However, you are on your third and fourth string offensive lineman. It it's there. They have their first string defensive lineman. Number two, yeah, I mean, it's it, it, go ahead, yeah, yeah it's, go number two it's been quick. incredibly frustrating. <laughs> number two was uh, the two point conversion where he threw the fade to Hakeem Butler, which I get, I get it. Hakeem Butler is basically a tight end, and the corner had gotten onto the field late, and he's smaller, and it's a fade route. However, that was Hakeem Butler's first week of practice. And he didn't even try to catch the ball. And you could have done that with, I don't know, Travis Fulgham. You know, a guy Carson has chemistry with. Yeah, you could have probably thrown it to about four or five different guys there instead of Hakeem Butler, uh, who I definitely think probably was uh, had some DPI committed against him sure, there. Sure, he did, yeah. Again, if you're if – you're, but if you're Butler also, you got to fight for that ball, and he really didn't try to fight for it either, uh, which uh, is unfortunate for a guy who has only had a limited amount of snaps in the NFL so far. And if, if he does fight for that ball, maybe he gets that defensive pass interference. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the receiver has to make it look like – you got to make it look somewhat flagrant. Yeah, and then um... – Another one was in the red zone. I believe it was for a two-point conversion. Carson's in the shotgun, and they tried a Cam Newton-esque Carson Wentz draw, except he goes he goes to the outside. That was, that was the play call. And Carson gets smacked right literally at the line of scrimmage. They don't get it. Again, first of all, You'd, if you're going to call that play, call Jalen Hurts in for that. He's faster, he's quicker, and he's not your starting quarterback. Yeah, I I mean, it's... See, I'm... I, I agree to a point. Uh, I'm also a little... Uh, uh, what would be the word? Uh, shell shock... Uh, I don't know if show shocked, but uh, similarly in Penn State's game on Saturday, who don't know, big Penn State fan, obviously they lost to Indiana on Saturday, but in the red zone at one point they put in their backup quarterback because he's a little bit more mobile. He's a guy who can, uh, tr- I don't want to say truck defenders better than their starter quarterback, but is a guy who is kind of in a Jalen Hurts type situation. They bring him in for a play like that, and he fumbles, and Indiana recovers the fumble, and I think they 
may have scored uh, uh, in some way uh, off that turnover. So at one point, while I agree that Hurts does uh, give you a different type of weapon there, somebody who can make something happen, I also see that, and I know college and pros are different, but uh, you put somebody out there who has a little less experience, who's not touching the ball every play of the game, as you normally would as a quarterback, and crazy shit like that can happen and uh, ultimately cost you a game like uh, it did uh, in part for Penn State this weekend. Yeah, and I, I get that. I just, you know, you, you, you're Doug Peterson who, you know, used to be a mastermind with two-point conversions and fourth downs, and that's the play you draw up. But has he really been a mastermind since Reich left? But that's what I mean. That's what I mean. He was. He was. And I agree. He's he hasn't been the same. So was and it? Then, has it? Was it Doug or has it? Was it Reich? I don't know. And we will never be able to know that. We really won't. Um, but to stick with the kind of Jalen Hurts theme, is the only play Jalen Hurts can run a sweep or an option? Is that the only play Doug thinks he can run? Yeah, I I don't know what's up with that because yeah, that's the only thing they have been having him do. I mean, he has one one pass through yeah the season. I mean, and you got you got to start seeing what this guy could do with his arm. And I'm gonna be honest, I knew like the one the one you know he threw to Carson who tried to throw it back to him. I knew that was gonna come. By the way, I I. Oh yeah, it was only a matter of time. They they've been sending that up all year. Yeah, and so and like you said, Jalen Hurts has one other pass besides that, and that was a a dart over the middle. So if you just pretend, yeah, Jalen has a good arm. If you just pretend you're gonna run a sweep and then he throws it, Doug, maybe it'll work. But you can't have him only run it. And he's done it for four straight games. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to change it up, install some new plays. Well, I think they have multiple plays installed, but start running some new stuff. And uh, while we're on this topic, you know it's really annoying. The Eagles can't run a reverse or jet sweep for their life. But anytime an opponent runs a jet sweep or reverse against the Eagles... It goes for 20, 30, or more yards. Oh, every single time they lose every contain. Time. Every time. How they, do you like... They get... They get <laughs> I, I think you and I are about to say a, the same thing. It's amazing how much... The, the, literally, every time there's a jet sweep, everybody who's at home can sees it coming. Everybody sees the play development. And you look up at the Eagles' defense. The Eagles' defense is all on one side of the field, chasing the... Uh, guy they think has the ball while the ball carrier is on the other side of the field about to break for a 20 plus yard run well and especially Daniel Jones which I gotta give him credit he ran faster than I thought he could run but fastest quarterback run since 2016 Daniel Jones Daniel Jones and we could even move on to the defense with this Um, I, I just don't understand how Daniel Jones did you know that like how you let Daniel Jones do that to you but um I think as a whole the defense played pretty well I mean it it, 
it is the Giants. You got to take that into perspective. They forced two turnovers. One was the pick by Mills, and one was the uh, sack fumble by Brandon Graham. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Eagles' defense only allowed 325 total yards, 5.9 yards per play, something, a, a number you'd like to see lower, uh, but it's not horrible. Uh, only 165 yards passing, but I I was concerned a little bit about their rushing. Their, mm-hmm. I mean, well, I also have to remember 80 of that 160 yards <laughs> was came Daniel on. Daniel Jones was the, uh, was the fastest quarterback Daniel in Jones, the league. one run. So... <laughs> I mean, let me check here. Uh, they allowed probably four yards per carry besides that, which isn't too bad. Uh, no. I mean, Wayne Gallman, like yeah, you said. Yeah, the defense is pretty good. Like you said, Wayne Gallman and them at the end started to be able to run the ball, and that concerned me a little bit because it's Wayne Gallman. But as a whole, you know, like you said, they they played pretty well. It, they should. It would have been scary if they didn't um, against the. I will say though. Giants. Go ahead. No, I was just I was finishing up. Go ahead. On a selfish note, uh, I I had to start Devonte Freeman in fantasy this week, uh, and he got me zero point, uh, eight points, I believe. Uh, so, yeah, I could have used a little bit more out of him. I think he left with an injury, but. Uh, that was a little disappointing. I mean, I needed one guy in the Giants to do something, and he did nothing. Yeah, it was mostly Wayne Gallman at the end that kind of did anything. But um, the biggest thing that, I guess, concerned me with the defense is just the red zone D. It it hasn't been what it was since twenty, even 2018. I looked it up real quick. Um, the Giants did go two for two in the red zone. The Eagles are 29th in red zone defense this year. They were 15th in 2019, and they were first in 2018. Uh, you got a better corner. I, I know the linebackers are uh, abysmal, but is is that really what's the difference here, do you think? I think a lot of it has to do with scheme, to be honest. Uh, but... I know the scheme hasn't changed, but that's I what I was going to ask: is how much it's did... the the players they have right now. It's just so frustrating because and... the scheme's been the same. The red zone defense. Remember, twenty we were against the the Falcons. We were going, oh, they they're not scoring. Any team that got in the red zone, oh, we're stopping them, and they get a field goal, and all of a sudden we can't do it. Yeah, and I mean this has been a prom a prom since week one this year. I mean. The Eagles lost week one uh, against Washington with pretty much only allowed maybe one or two long drives. Besides that, Washington had basically short field most of the day, and the defense wasn't able to stop the bleeding. It's just, it's been a problem all year. And uh, yeah, I'd have to say it's scheme, just like third downs have been a problem for the Eagles defensively. And that comes back down to that the Eagles. Love to run sticks defense on third down, and it bites them the ass every <laughs> single time. Uh, Dylan, it's the best defense. Yeah, you love that so defense. I, oh yeah, love, <laughs> absolutely love Jim Schwartz's sticks defense. Uh, I mean, how many times have it has it been third and twenty, third and twenty-five, and somehow the opposing offense 
either gets a first down or turns into like third and five. It's always an underneath route too. Always. It is. And they get 10 to 15 free yards because it takes 20 seconds for our slow-ass linebackers <laughs> to make their way from the freaking sticks <clears throat> to the ball carrier. Um, but, I mean, I, I didn't really have anything <laughs> on the defense besides I know you love the sticks and uh, the red zone. Um, but if you want to take us into Dallas week, uh, you most certainly can. Yeah, let's get this out of the way. All right. Dallas sucks. Dallas does suck. In fact, they know they suck. And with that, that's the episode. Yeah. Sorry. It's over. Yeah. All right. Thanks then. for no. Um that's the in fact they know they suck though. That's the weirdest part about this year. They do. Is they know they suck. As much as they want to deny Jerry it. Jones won a minute, but they, they know they suck. He was on a radio station, I believe it was this week, and he was quoted with saying that he believes there is no leadership in that locker room. None. I mean, it's a pretty big statement when you're starting. Qu- I know he's backup, sure. but starting quarterback gets cheap shot at one of the worst one of the worst cheap shots we have seen in quite a while, and uh, it was nobody comes. It to was his a aid. reverse of when Carson got hit. You know, he's like like yeah. Um, Dalton slid, and it came. You know, way late. Carson dove and it was back of the helmet and way late. Um, but yeah, no, I, the second that happened, everyone, every Eagles fan on, on Twitter was saying that would never happen here. And then it was backed up with the video of when Nick Foles got crushed and Jason Peters wanted to kill the Washington def- defensive lineman that did it. They don't call him the body guard for nothing. No, but but you don't see that. Like, no one did anything in that game when that happened. But to move forward with just Dallas week, um, you're yeah, not well, fa- well, I stand, yeah, if I was, well, I stand that. If I was Andy Dalton or, uh, yeah, Andy Dalton or any quarterback in that situation, my offensive line, didn't come to my aid. I, I would be f- fuming. Yeah, screw it. Yeah. I would be fucking pissed as shit. I mean, yeah, but Dylan, when you're when you I, you don't even know where you are, you can't be. <laughs> I mean, you know, like I don't care if like if you're zero and sixteen or sixteen and zero, like like Tio said, that's 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 my quarterback. Good that's my quarterback. I love it. I mean, and I know. <laughs> Can you imagine? Get your popcorn. The ready. reaction, in Philadelphia, if Carson or any Eagles quarterback took that type of cheap shot, and nobody can do it. Jason, Ke- no, because Jason nobody Kelsey and Lane Johnson would both murder somebody. Exactly, and if nobody did anything, Philadelphia Sports Radio would not ever forget. Mm-mm. Everybody who was on the field at that moment. No. And the scariest part is I am I was trying to look to see if uh, Andy Dalton was playing this week, and I haven't seen a single thing. I mean, the Eagles haven't really posted anything with their injury report, but if Dalton still is in concussion protocol, we're looking at Ben DiNucci. Who went, yeah, Ben, it does definitely seem like Ben DiNucci is going to be the Cowboys' starting quarterback. Come Sunday night, which, uh, yeah, we didn't 
We forgot to mention this with the Cowboys game. It is Sunday night football. The nation gets to watch this absolute show. Yeah, words words cannot describe this game. And then if they want to follow it up, they get to watch the Giants against the Buccaneers on Monday night football. And if they want to make it even worse, you can watch Thursday Night Football or you can watch the Falcons versus the Panthers. Listen, everyone's been calling it the NFC least all year. They should be calling it the NFC beast. Because all the attention is on the NFC East and who is going to win this putrid division. But one of these teams has to win the Correct, and to look into this matchup... One of these teams is going to be hosting a playoff game. And to look at this matchup real quick, like I said, Ben DiNucci looks to be starting. He went 2 of 3 with 66 yards on Sunday. Zeke, who has been putrid since, uh, since Dak, I couldn't even think of his name, got hurt. And just this offensive line in general has been a disaster. He went 12 of 45. I'm not scared at all about Ben DiNucci. Every team knows you just have to focus on Zeke. Eagles should dominate this game. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles are a a 7.5 point favorite last time I checked. And I would take the Eagles and the points because, I mean, there's nothing out of this Cowboys team that looks like a sign of life. Mike McCarthy has been a horrible hire for them. You've already heard reports of the lo- locker room not liking McCarthy and uh, there being tension in that locker room. And Yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if, one, Mike McCarthy is out after one season and, B, uh, sorry, two, uh, if the Eagles win this game by 14-plus points. I mean, we saw the Cowboys show... Absolutely nothing against the Redskins, even with any. Sorry, Washington football team. I'll get it one of these weeks. Uh, they they showed nothing. I'm gonna start we, last week, and and I mean Ben DiNucci, good FCS quarterback at James Madison, uh, but I mean he's not an NFL starting quarterback by any means. Um, so yeah. I imagine the Eagles, the Eagles, basically, I think should sell out to stop the run, yep, on Saturday, on Sunday, and then force Danucci to throw the ball as much as he can. Yeah, I mean, because I think you could get a few picks. I mean, Darius Slay in his career has shut down Amari Cooper, and Amari Cooper even kind of. Uh, I believe back before the year started, like when we traded for Slay, Amari Cooper tweeted something that was kind of like an uh-oh kind of thing, and it kind of shocked everybody. But Darius Slay, just leave him one-on-one with Amari. You know, make, like you said, make Ben DiNucci make a pass. You know, beat have him beat us. Yeah, make him throw the ball 30 times. And this Dallas defense, I've said it. I have a coworker who 
is a huge Dallas fan. And before the season, him and I, you know, would always go at it and everything. And he said there was no way, you know, we beat Dallas even once. And granted, like I said, this is before the season. However, what I said to him every time was, your defense lost your your best corner. No one's going to stop the pass. And granted, they are 12th. They are 12th in passing yards per game as a defense. However, the defense is horrendous. It is last in rushing yards per game. Last. And they have a almost stacked defensive line. If the if the Eagles can't put up 20 to 30 points on this defense, I'm going to be upset. I really am. Don't forget this is the worst defense in terms of points per game as well. Mm-hmm. At 34.7 points per game. Uh, now the Eagles aren't a whole lot better. They're like 11th, I think, at 28 uh, points per game. But, I mean, I don't, th- I, I don't think the Eagles give up twenty po- uh, even 20 points in this game. Yeah, and if... <laughs> another, thing, another thing to know is uh, the Cowboys have given up 20 points in... Uh, in the first half and I think each of their last six games see I don't think they do that this I don't think the Eagles do that I just they have been so inconsistent this year that probably I I just can't see the Eagles putting them and if they if they do sweet the Eagles offense finally I mean if we get the Eagles we saw in the first drive of the New York game or the fourth quarter they could win this game mm-hmm. forty to three, mm-hmm. but I think that's unlikely. I think it's more likely a twenty seven fourteen, twenty seven ten type game. And I mean the focus we can move over to the Eagles side of the ball. Um I mean the Eagles did activate multiple players off of IR, including Rudy Ford, T J Edwards, Jason Peters, and Jalen Rager. Um which means they can practice, but that does not mean they will play. I know Jalen Rager, from what he's tweeting, he wants to play. He wants to play, but that thumb, you know, if if it's hurting him to catch the ball, like we kind of um, briefly talked about, we'll see. They might, because they might think they can win this game, they might just sit him for a week. You know, let let them get the bye week to to just fully recover. Might do the same thing with Jason Peters, but T.J. Edwards will be good to have back. Don't just I was I was just thinking because I we didn't even get to talk about Lane Johnson uh, really coming in and out of that game very quickly. Would you sit Lane? Yeah. This week, because I don't think they're gonna. It, this is something me and my dad have been talking about for a while. Uh, at what point this season do you just not even shut Lane down for a week, but just shut him down for the season? See, they can't because they think and they should win this division. So you can't shut him down for the season. If you want to shut him, if you want to have him get a second opinion, third opinion, whatever they need to do about if he needs surgery or something, I know it should have happened earlier. You know, apparently it's a cyst that he keeps 
getting drained and all that. But, well, he had surgery in the off season. Yeah, that's what I'm. But it, the issue is that it it's come back. You know. Yeah, I mean it's obviously a big issue, and I I agree they really can because they're going to be in the playoffs. But at the same time, is potentially jeopardizing the future of Lane Johnson worth the outside chance you make of run in the playoffs? I think Howie thinks yes. Or Lane thinks yes, because I think Lane was pushing to play last week. Oh, yeah. Lane's, oh, Lane would play out there if he had a broken leg, if he could. Lane's never going to want to no. take himself out of the game, but like it, it's it's almost like um Provorov. Like what if I mean you look at Provorov memory it was a torn uh rotator cuff or whatever. Yeah. He refused to No, go. yeah, I mean I I was trying to think of something but I'm too tired to come up with it but uh yeah, I fully agree on what you're saying about Lane. And uh, because they're going to make the playoffs, you really can't shut him down. But I'm worried about his health long term at this uh, point. Oh, and it does seem every year. And I am it's too. Yeah. New with them. I mean, it's encouraging that Jack Driscoll. I know he. Uh, we haven't heard anything about his injury. You know, it's encouraging that when he has stepped in, um, he's held his own. And for a fourth round pick, you know, it's encouraging. That means. Because Kelsey most likely is going to retire after this year. You know, he's another aspect you can throw in. Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson have both, for the at least the last year or two, have had nagging injuries. Jason Peters is going to be gone. So there's going to, there's going to be holes to fill. And I'm, I honestly, like, I agree. I'm, I'm concerned about Lane Johnson long term i just think at this point the best you can do you could honestly sit lane for three weeks because you play the giants again yeah i mean and that's why i'm not rushing any of these guys back because you don't need to you don't need to you got dallas this week a depleted dallas that you should beat easily and then you got a bye week week to get healthy and then you got uh the giants again who if you play smart baseball, you'll beat easily. Smart baseball. Sorry, base. I'm not smart football. I'm watching the World uh, Series. So, uh, um, uh, speaking yeah. of uh, rushing back, smart football. What is Alshon doing, or what is the team doing? Um, there was a report. I think it was Jeff McLean. Roster spots. Well, Jeff McLean said they mismanaged his injury, and he recovered from it. The Eagles mismanaging an injury? No, yeah, it doesn't Never. happen. I know. Shocking. Breaking news. Um, I believe it was Jeff McLean said that he recovered from the original injury, then got sick, and then he hurt his calf or something. How does this happen? How? I, I just don't understand. It's a great question. It's a great question. It's not like he... Came and into it's a one game I don't have an hurt. answer to. Yeah, it's that. That's that. That's how it goes, man. That's that's 
it's the Eagles for you. It's the Eagles since the Super Bowl. We traded that one Super Bowl for all of this nightmare of injuries. Nonstop, too. But yeah, I want I want off this ride. I didn't think sacrificing my car for the Eagles Super Bowl actually meant every Eagle gets injured as well. I, too, almost sacrificed my car, basically, since I crashed my car the week after the uh, Super Bowl and the parade. Isn't that crazy? Um, my, my, my car's last big trip was to uh, Philly for the Super Bowl parade. Mine, literally, it was a day uh, It was a day after the Eagles won it. Day after. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, because I think you I said, where, you. you said, you're not in class. Where are you at? <laughs> Yeah, and you're like, I flipped my car. <laughs> I'm like, what? Uh, that's a that's a story for another day. I I somehow didn't get hurt um, at all. But um, you have any thoughts about Dallas week? I know it's it's a little. I feel like it's a dampened Dallas week. I think just both both fan bases and teams just know where these teams are at and. This isn't the same. Like, I remember growing up, you know, the, the Tony Romo versus Donovan McNabb matchups were always, like, even games. Or, you know, like, even in the sense that, like, either team could come out to win. But it's not, it hasn't felt like that since probably 2017. Yeah, it's definitely been a little bit of a downer, uh, especially this year in this game. It it doesn't feel like Dallas week. Uh, it just feels like another week. Uh, usually Dallas week, all you're thinking about is, uh, all right, how are we going to st- stop Zeke this week? Who's going to cover Mari Cooper? Uh, how, how do we force Dak to make mistakes? Um uh, Here's how Carson's going to show he's the better quarterback, uh, so and so, and then it turns into a slugfest for three and a half hours, and usually comes down to the last possession of the game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the Eagles are a bad team. Dallas is a bad team. Dallas has lost their top two quarterbacks, including uh, a quarterback who's going to get paid a lofty sum of money uh, this off season, and. Uh, yeah, it's it's unfortunate uh, for the uh, for for the fans really of both teams and um, the NFL because Cowboys Eagles is one of the best games uh, to watch any season and it's going to be on Sunday Night Football this week prime time and the quarterback matchup is a struggling but coming around Carson Wentz. Versus Ben DiNucci. Yeah, I'm. I'm so, hoping. I mean, I'm just hoping Carson takes that turn. Um, and I think getting a guy like Jalen Rager would be very, very helpful. But only, only time will tell. Um, I guess to end it, if you want, we can do a lock for the week, an upset for the week, and Eagles Dallas prediction. Oh, and an upset. All right, all right. Well, let me let me pull up some odds here so I can see. Uh, 
I'll start off with the Eagles prediction. I will go uh, Eagles 27, Cowboys 13. Dude, I have to stop letting you go first because you always steal my Eagles number. You've done it twice in a row now. Was it twenty? Was it twenty seven thirteen? I mean it wasn't thirteen. It was gonna be like fourteen or so, but but I was gonna say Eagles twenty seven. So I'm gonna go a little more than that. I think the Eagles finally break the thirty point mark. I can't remember if they'd done it one other time this year. I think they go thirty one. I gotta think of a good number because thirteen thirty one ten. They they have not broken the 30-point okay. mark well, this year. Well, they're, I think, going to win 31-10. I think Ben DiNucci, it, he's not going to be able to do anything. They're, I think Zeke will break one run, but or Carson throws a pick six or something. But as a whole, I think the Eagles, there's no reason Dallas should do anything on offense. So I think that the Eagles win 31-10. Uh, I'll give my lock an upset. I think for my upset, I'm going to have to go to the Raiders against the Browns. Cleveland is a two and a half point favorite. Um, I know it's almost a toss up, but I think, I think the Raiders kind of beat them almost handedly. Uh, they just, the Browns just lost, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Baker has been up and down and I think the Raiders take care of business. My lock for the week I don't I don't want to pick them. The Chiefs are there. But I want to go lo- okay, lock of the week. I'm going to go I'm going to go with the Chargers. I'm feeling it. Justin Herbert. I like that one. I think I like Justin that. Herbert has Justin Herbert's been fantastic, but I think I think he has a good game against the Broncos who are kind of struggling. I know they just got Drew Locke back, but um so my my lock is the Chargers against the Broncos and my upset is the Raiders against the Browns. All right, my lock of the week, I am going. I, yeah, my lock of the week, I'm going to go with. Uh, what? I was picking. I was between two games, but uh, I'll go with uh, Indianapolis over the Lions. They're a three-point favorite right now. Uh, I I think the Colts are a much better team than the Lions are. Uh, Colts have one of the best defenses in the league. Lions are a good team, but they're not a great team. They they've had leads in a lot of games this year and have ended up blowing them. Uh, I think the Colts um, come off strong off uh, a bye week and take care of business. And my upset of the week, uh, I think it's going to be the Steelers plus four against the Ravens. Uh, the Steelers team is very good in my opinion. They're better than the Ravens, I believe. They're uh, more balanced. And I think they're more balanced. And 
I think the Steelers can shut down the run and force Lamar to pass the ball. And I I don't think the Ravens can win if Lamar's first forced to pass the ball. Yeah, I mean, you saw the Eagles had a shot, I'm, and they, for the most part, shut down Lamar. So, Yeah, I mean, Lamar's not this horrible quarterback when it comes to throwing the ball, but he's he hasn't been great either this year. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go Eagles, not Eagles. Well, yeah, Eagles 27-13 or the Cowboys. Uh, if you want a second lock, I'm going to take – I'm going to lock in the under at 43.5 for the Eagles game. Uh, and then my lock for the other games, the Colts over the Lions, currently a minus three for the Colts. And then my upset, Steelers plus four over the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, I there were a couple games I, I saw as locks. Um, but, like, the, like, for example, the Chiefs against the Jets – I, I can't do it. I can't give that as a lock. Like, that's a weak no-brainer. Um, uh, money line, yeah, but I don't know if the... 19 like, and a half is the... Yes, the Chiefs should cover that spread, theoretically, but 19 points is a huge spread to cover in professional football. Sure. Weren't the Patriots, like, at one point... like I mean, if the Chiefs go up 21 nothing. They may just run the ball the rest of the game. Jets could get a touchdown <laughs> and a field goal, and they cover. Yeah, I mean, too much weird stuff can happen. The last, the last time spread. I saw a line like that was the uh, Patriots. Uh, what was it? Last year or two years ago? Remember that defense? Yeah, yeah. That I looked. At, I looked at the largest spread in NFL history. It came back. When Manning was with the Broncos, okay. uh, I think 2013, they were 28 point favorite over the Jaguars. Jeez. Um, but to wrap things up, I just, I just real quick want to give a, a shout out to a uh, Tripod Gaming. He he gave us one um, over on Twitch. He streams, you know, so like he streams Call of Duty. He streams apex he streams almost anything um he's a good guy go check him out and don't forget to check us out uh at at in the 700 level on twitter uh at austin mancini on twitter at dylan rcc correct dylan cc oh dylan i wasn't that your old one no oh that's really awkward at Dylan CC Sports on Twitter, and if you see us on, if you go on Apple uh, Podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave a five star review and share with anybody uh, you know who you think would be interested in this podcast. We're also on Spotify as well. Dylan, you got any wrapping up comments? Go birds, and I still stand by the Teddy Romo.